When most people come to me with goals to improve their body composition, they tell me things like, I want to tone up, I want to get more defined, I want to have more shape around my midsection, my arms, my legs, etc. And what it all boils down to realistically is minimizing body fat and maintaining or increasing the amount of muscle that an individual has. And I know a lot of us are a little bit fearful of that word muscle, and I get it a lot. I don't want to increase too much muscle. I don't want to be a muscly person. But as we've gone through many times in this podcast before, it is pretty damn hard to gain muscle, and most people don't have the trouble of having too much of it. So essentially, that's what we want to do, because that muscle creates shape, and that fat loss reveals that shape, essentially. And those are the two key things that we want to do when we want that toned and leaner physique. So today I want to go through the absolute fundamentals. Sometimes I go through more of the mindset aspect of fat loss, but today I really want to tackle the physiological things that need to take place in order to maximize the fat loss that you're going to experience and preservation of muscle mass or increase in muscle mass. So the first key thing that needs to be in place is that you need to be in a calorie deficit. And you've probably heard this plenty of times before. And just to quickly, very, very quickly explain this, essentially you need to be consuming less than you're expending throughout the day. All of us will have a certain amount of calories that our body expends no matter what. It's called a basal metabolic rate. It's essentially the amount of energy your body expends just doing its daily bodily functions. And then on top of that, of course, then we can manipulate the amount of calories we expend through daily movement, intentional exercise, etc. So that's the first way in terms of expending energy. Then we have the other side of things, which is bringing down our consumption, which we know we can do through calorie restriction, etc. And that's going to be our key to creating that energy deficit. And the research is incredibly consistent in suggesting that this is the absolute fundamental key to dropping body fat. And a lot of people might throw in things like hormones, stress, sleep, and all those type of things, which definitely, definitely make an impact. However, fundamentally, we do need to be in a calorie deficit. And you might be asking, is there a possibility of me being able to gain muscle whilst being in a calorie deficit? And the answer to that question is you might get away with a little bit of it. I've seen this anecdotally. I would be pretty confident in suggesting that the science backs this up as well. But what I've seen in the past is if someone goes from maybe they have been training or maybe they're not training at all, but they're training at quite a low level to going into a very intentional strategic training program to increasing their protein to match the levels that they actually need, but they've never been there before. Their sleep is optimized. They minimize their stress. They're eating super, super well outside of just their protein. So their training is optimized, their sleep is optimized and their nutrition is optimized. I've seen people in a deficit still be able to gain muscle. Can you get away with doing that for a long period of time? Probably not. Can you in your early stages of a new phase or if you're completely new to training or eating in a certain way in alignment with your goals? Absolutely, that is possible, but we can't always bank on that being the case. And that's why one of the biggest, biggest priorities as well as maximizing fat loss is to preserve our muscle. And the two number one aspects to preserving our muscle mass is going to be A, progressive resistance training and B, adequate recovery. And that's gonna come in the form of sleep and nutrition. And this is where we really need to optimize to ensure that we are training at our very best. And we're looking to tackle our workouts with tenacity, with intensity, and with as much effectiveness as possible. A lot of the time, people just think of that energy deficit equation. So they're like, burn more calories, burn more calories, burn more calories. And they also think that their training is there to burn calories. And yes, it's going to expend some energy. It's going to burn some calories. But the real priority within your training is to preserve and like I said earlier, potentially even build some muscle mass. And so many of us treat training with a little bit of importance.
importance, but maybe not so much importance in the same way that we treat our diets, for example. And this is where if you really, really want to maximize your fat loss efforts and have some real proper shape and actual muscle tone, which so many of us desire, we want to be heavily focusing on our resistance training. And if you're not resistance training and you're in a fat loss phase, that would be like a cheat code in the fat loss by bringing that into your repertoire and just making sure that you're adequately recovering, which I'm going to go through in just a moment to ensure that you're maximizing those sessions, getting the most out of them, and it will pay off massively on your physique. So ensuring that you are getting stronger, you are really doing your best to match your numbers each time. If you can't quite get stronger, your technique is in a fantastic place. You're optimizing your recovery, and that's going to come in the form of your nutrition and your sleep as well. So ensuring your protein is at the right levels. Protein is incredibly helpful in a calorie deficit due to the satiating nature of that macronutrient, but it's actually a vital, vital part of your muscle recovery. And therefore, we need to make sure that that's in the best possible place. I'm usually going to prescribe anywhere from 1.8 to 2.2 grams per kilo body weight, and that should put you in a safe zone. And if you can't quite get there, I would always say a little bit of protein compared to what you're doing at this moment in time is always going to be better. Let's say you are a 70 kilo individual and two grams of protein per kilo is going to put you 140 grams. But right now you're used to consuming 80 or 90 grams or barely even that, which is a lot of the case for some people. Even just bumping it up by 20 or 25 grams is going to be way more than you were having before. So that's going to be a good step in the right direction to helping your recovery. And I would always say, even if you can't get to that 140, a little bit more is going to be better than nothing, but look to keep building it up keep building it up until it's within that range that I just recommended. And another aspect of this that sometimes we undervalue is our sleep. We should be looking for seven to nine quality hours per night. I will always, always look at ways to improve the quality of my client's sleep, whether they are only getting six hours at this time or seven hours at this time, or even if they're getting eight, there's always more we can do to optimize the quality. And realistically, you can never get enough of high quality sleep. And that doesn't mean, you know, sleeps 12, 13 hours, but in terms of optimization of that, could your room be a little bit darker? Could it be a better temperature? Could there be a little less screen use in the evening? If you think you can achieve that, then definitely give it a go. Everything is easier when you are well rested. And put it this way, not just from a recovery standpoint, but also when it came to the priority of gaining muscle and retaining that muscle, our training is incredibly important, right? So if you're struggling just to get through your daily tasks because you're so tired, how do you think your performance is going to be when you enter the gym? Do you really think you're going to give it the same tenacity, intensity, and effectiveness that I spoke about? with having six hours of poor quality sleep compared to eight hours of super high quality sleep? Absolutely not. Being in a calorie deficit for a long time can be hard. Don't make it any harder by compromising on your sleep. And the third way to maximize your fat loss and minimize your muscle loss is to not overdo the cardio. A lot of us, when we go into these diets and these calorie deficits, we get very, very excited about burning calories. We want to run everywhere. We want to do five games of sports per week. And if you enjoy football, tennis, paddle, whatever, and you want to do two to three of those sessions per week, by all means, I am not going to stop you whatsoever. But just be aware of the knock-on effect that that's going to have, both from a recovery standpoint, because like we mentioned earlier, your training performance is incredibly important to retaining your muscle. And although these other sports are fantastic, they're not going to do a huge amount in terms of retaining and gaining muscle per se. Your resistance training is going to be far more effective for that. So just make sure that you're not overdoing it. And let's say that you do enjoy cardio and you do want to do a fair amount 
balance of it, I would just make sure that you minimize the intensity. Don't do anything that's too high impact on a long-term basis. Because realistically, is it gonna have a very, very positive impact in creating that energy deficit? The answer to that question is an absolute yes. If you expend more energy, you're gonna expend more calories and that's definitely gonna help. But we wanna think about the knock-on effect that that might have to your muscle retention. And realistically, a lot of us come into a fat loss phase after a muscle building phase. So you don't wanna waste all that work that you did by overdoing the cardio, maybe underdoing your sleep and then compromising your performance in the gym. And the final tip that I'll give you when it comes to maximizing your fat loss and minimizing your muscle loss is giving yourself enough time in your deficit. Because realistically, if you give yourself six, eight or 12 weeks to shed a decent amount of body fat, then you might have to go to certain measures in order to get there in the time frame that you've presented for yourself. And that might require you to drop your calories to lower than you wanted to, or to increase your energy expenditure higher than is perhaps optimal. But if you give yourself more time, yes, it does mean more time in a deficit, but it might be at a more steady rate. You don't have to look towards losing like 1.5 to 2% of your body weight per week. You can go at a more steady pace of 0.5 to 1%. You can go patiently, you can go steadily, you can go consistently. And I do think that most fat loss phases reach a point of unsustainability, but that doesn't have to be at week four of your deficit, for example. You can push that right to the very end by taking a more steady and patient approach. So those are the keys that I wanted to give you. I really hope that they help you with your fat loss pursuits. Take care team, and I'll speak to you all very, very soon. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.